and thank you for tuning back in to the Hearts Conspiracies and UFOs podcast. My name is Jarvie and the Hearts are back, actually back, playing football. And we'll get to talking about exactly that in just a moment. We also have the uninspiring Scottish internationals to get through, 10 bits of transfer news for you and out of context jambles kickback. To help me get through it all, I am joined once again by Simon. Hello. Paddy. Hello. Hammy. Hello. And Jolly Jumbo. Bonjour. I think um, just to, to start the show, it's just worth mentioning there's a, a bit of tension between myself and Jolly at the moment as we um, had a bit of an altercation on Saturday night. Um, Jolly, you decided to pull on the old wrestling trunks and get a bit physical. Would you like to apologise or address this? First of all, I don't think so. You know, Jarvie, what, what happens on a Saturday night stays on a, a Saturday night and all that. Ken, uh, you wanted to see the old moves and you you seen them firsthand. To be fair, you did lose badly. I <laughs> will. 12 points and uh, some other shorts will do that to you. Allocation <laughs> is uh, an interesting word. <laughs> I entirely blame Paddy um, for putting us in this situation, to be honest. Because I brought you together. For giving me that shot. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was the order. Well, there was reasons for it, which he knows about. <laughs> Forfeit's a forfeit. That is what it is. But, Jolly, I'm, I'm happy to shake hands if you'd uh, just apologise. I'd uh, virtually shake hands with you, Jarvie, but I'll not be apologising for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but how's the heat? Not only for the hangover, but after I bounce it off the wall as well. <laughs> I think, I think you must be dreaming. <laughs> uh, right. Let's move on to talking about actual Hearts games. Um, it's weird to say, and it's going to be so weird for us when the season actually starts. Our 10th episode today with no Hearts actual games to talk about. I think we've done really well, boys. All right, congratulations, um, 10 episodes. Ten the episodes. Big round of applause. Um, two defeats <laughs> one victory to start us off with um, Hammy cash your mind back was it over a week ago now about 10 days ago we were defeated at the Orium by Sheffield United 1-0 um, John Fleck popping up with the goal and uh, we decided to play well we didn't decide Robbie Nielsen decided to play a 3-4-3 for it any thoughts on the game? Um, I caught the highlights, and okay. To be fair, when I seen the team lineup, I was a bit like, "Oh dear!" But you need to remember, it's just a, it's not. I don't even think it's classes a friendly. I think these are just all classes training games now because mm-hmm. I'm not sure if we're allowed to play friendlies. But getting beat one 0 of Sheffield United, it's not the worst result in the world. I think the formation and the the players that we had available. You've got to try new things out, especially when it's games like these. Um, clearly, it didn't work too well, but you know we had a few new players playing, so mm-hmm. I, I, they'll probably just be happy just to get ninety minutes under the, the belt. I think. Aye, and Robbie Nielsen said the same as well. I think in these training games, as you say, you could get beat twelve 0 and Robbie Nielsen would still say, oh, "I'm just happy for the boys <laughs> getting ninety minutes <laughs> under the belt." To be fair, though, I am already concerned about our centre mids. 
Well, let's move on to then, Simon. The next game up, uh, we beat St Mirren. We avenged the heartache. Uh, not quite, but it was a, a 2-1 victory with Jordan Roberts and Jamie Walker popping up with the goals. New signing Josh Ginley getting the assist. A lovely little cross from the right. Um, all wingers mentioned there. So what do you think the, the issue is with the current centre midfielders that seem to be in and around the first team? Uh, I've seen them play all of last season. <laughs> um, yeah, it's good to see that that little trick by Jelly or whatever his name is. Janelli. Jelly. He gets called Gino, um, which is quite cool. So Gino is what I'll be calling him. Uh, <laughs> to see him skin a, boy, skin a boy and put a ball in the box felt quite good. And uh, it just felt good, good to fuck St Mirren over, really. Yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, Loic Demure's getting a lot of minutes, Simon. Aye, scary. That, that's that's scary. Yeah, yeah. it is. I think um, we'll, we'll need, since the UFOs at the workshop, we'll get up there and talk about some rumours in the centre midfield department shortly, including a trialist who's got Hammy all excited. Um, so we'll see what happens there. We'll see what happens. Um, <coughs> Paddy. The third training game, our friendly, a 4-1 defeat to Burnley. Craig Whiten, of all people, popping up with a goal. Ollie Lee assist. Craig Gordon at fault for all, all four goals. Any concerns about that? Well, yeah, don't ask him to play out from the back because he can't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> seems no, I heard, him, I heard him talking on Scar Sound the Funnel and he says he's got really good at kicking, so... <laughs> I'd like to point out that in uh, week one of this podcast I said that he couldn't kick <laughs> <laughs> it's, hard, it's hardly a revelation, Jolly Another news, the sky is blue <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, he's probably still better with his feet now He's just a le- led to three goals Clearly oh, not that much better Right. <laughs> Hopefully, he's just getting all out of his system now. That's what training games are for. I mean, no, no um, team in the Scottish Championship will press like a Premier League team will, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And they exactly. are, you know, they'll have been, been friendlies for a while now, training games and, and actually doing proper pre-season because their season starts next, this weekend, actually, doesn't this it, weekend. no? Yeah. So, yeah, they had players yeah. who have been cap, capped internationally playing in that game, so although it was like a, a friendly, the standard, just the base-level standard... Between Burnley and Aloha, for example. <laughs> we, yeah. we can't even really think of that. Aloha. Burnley's, uh, Sean, Sean Dyche's Burnley team. Teams are always hard to break down. Never mind a, a current makeshift, harsh training squad. So, yeah. Ollie no Lee there. getting an assist as well. Ollie Lee with so. an assist. Mm-hmm. I like Robbie Nielsen keeps saying, these games are about performance and drawing in the ideas that he wants. It's not about the scoreline. Aye. Paddy, Craig White and getting the goal. Um, do you think, like Simon just mentioned there, do you think Craig White can prove himself enough to get in the first team for next season? No. No, thank you. But do you think he could if he keeps popping up to, with some I mean, goals? We, we are still all right up front, so mm-hmm. no. Boyce was on international duty, wasn't he? So he wasn't yeah. playing. And Naismith, not see, played Con- yet. See, Connor Washington played pretty well. Um, uh, no. I'm telling you, he's a 20-goal English <laughs> champion. <laughs> if he keeps himself fit, should have held on to him. Um, 
Um, interestingly, Robbie Nielsen has well, been saying the obvious, surely, that for all the all the young guys from you know, Harry Cochran's to Andy Irvin's, you know, this whole kind of off season is for them to prove themselves <clears throat> and see if they can get in the first team. But it sounds like Nielsen wouldn't shy away at you know selling these guys on or just getting them on loan. I think, um, Harry, do you think Harry Cochran? I mean, it was a weird one under under Levine burst on the scene, starting tons of games. It was that period where we were at Murrayfield for all our home games. And then he just t- totally fell out of favour. Can you see Cochrane working his way back in? I can. Um, because he looks like he's been doing nothing but training constantly throughout lockdown. He does um, like private training, having Jamie Brandon go out and do it. Um, he looks like he's put on a lot of a lot of mass. He's got bigger. He's he's not going to be as easy to shrug off the ball. He's technically a very good player, and the options that we currently have at centre midfield aren't exactly standouts. So, yeah, I would play him. I think I've seen I've seen Harry Cochran play at a higher level than any other centre mid. Him and Andy Irvin are our two yeah. best centre mids at Premier League level. So why would we not be playing them? I just don't get it, man. I know, I know. Cochrane's got so much ability. We all seen that when he was sixteen against Celtic. And Scott Brown wrapped up in his back pocket for ninety minutes. Yeah. No, he he has the potential to be a big player. It's just we just uh, I think all Hearts fans just want to see him playing. How old is he now? Again. I think he's eight, he's eighteen now. Oh, right. So yeah, I, he's yeah he's got plenty of time. Maybe say nineteen later this year, at, at the oldest. Maybe this is a good thing that we're not seeing him. Over, overexerted because how many times does that happen in Scotland? You get a young player comes through 16, 17, gets battered for a couple of years and you never see him again. Yeah, well that pretty yeah. much happened to Cochrane. Aye. I'm sure he did take a knock, but when he came back from it... Uh, Scott Brown broke his leg. Having uh, an absolute hissy fit because he got uh, dealt with in one game. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, I don't know if it was a broken leg, but it was the next time he played Celtic at Celtic Park. And Brown went Aye, he took him out. Aye. A, a disgusting act. <laughs> Aye, but um, he's he's just it's just competitive football with Scott Brownie. He's just a competitor. He's not a scumbag <laughs> at all. <laughs> I was listening to um Cy Ferry podcast with Graham Shinney today. Graham Shinney and Scott Brown have had a massive rivalry over the years from him at Aberdeen. And he was talking about some of the stuff Brown used to say to him on the park. <laughs> like if he went in on a late tackle on Brown once, Brown the whole game would just be like, I'm gonna break your fucking legs. <laughs> I don't see why anybody just doesn't go moaning. Like, just break his <laughs> legs. Just do it. Like, like, you're a professional athlete. Scott Brown might be hard, but he's not going to just start batting you on the pitch. Yeah. Apparently, like, it's just, just the biggest wind-up match and all the stuff you don't see. I think Levine, yeah. Levine was talking about this. I think Brown must have been at Cowden Beef on loan when he was young. Levine was there. Might have that wrong. There was a connection anyway. And Levine said he couldn't believe what he used to get away with. Just constant clipping the heels, stud in the shin, <laughs> get all the, all that wee all those wee bits that you can just imagine you would just want to explode. It's on the referees to do something about it, isn't it? It is. It's been a while since we've had someone like that, but Cochrane's got that in him. You can see Cochrane's a wee fiery player. Um, hopefully, it seems can... like a bit of a wind-up merchant, even at training and things like that. So. Yeah, he's hilarious I, on Instagram, he have not Aye. Good to see him go into that role, especially if he fills himself out. We shall see. Um, so that was kind of it from our three friendlies. As far as I'm aware, we don't have anything else public 
at the moment, do we? Well, it's four weeks. Four weeks till we till we start against the Mernes, isn't it? No, four weeks now. Not long. Not long, boys. So there'll no doubt be at least two or three more games. Yeah, yeah more than that. So. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, so overall, from those three, reasonably happy with what I've seen, with what I've read. No, we'll see how it goes. Let's talk about something um, much more, much less optimistic. The the current Scotland <laughs> squad and results. <laughs> it's, it's so weird that being a Scotland fan. Is it? I mean, we've came out of this with four points, but everyone's just like everyone can't believe what they've seen. <laughs> just how bad it's been over the last weekend. I think Steve Clark is obviously a great defensive coach, but we have shite defensive players and we were playing a second string Czech team that the whole point of the Nations League is you're playing teams that are the same level as you. So the the first Czech team is meant to be the same level of us. And we're playing all the backups. I think they had two caps combined in the whole squad. They'd not trained with each other. They'd had like three days to even meet each other. And we should have lost that game. Yeah. Like we should have definitely, I think they had something like 18 or 19 shots on goal. And we had three, including a penalty. Mm-hmm. Nuts. Why would you play five at the back? Why would you force players out of position to play five at the back? And I get it, understanding that, oh, well, we're, this is the system Scotland are going to play. Northern Ireland were successful with a system. They beat bigger teams with a system. Czech Republic aren't a bigger team than Scotland. So let's just go out and play attack in football because yeah. it's a fucking waste of time, really. Yeah, that version of the Czech Republic team aren't as good a team as Scotland. No, absolutely. No. But they made us look absolutely terrible. Yeah. I know. You would never think that was a makeshift team. Some of their phases of play, counter-attack, they looked very good, but still, we should have never even gave them the up for 18 attempts on goal. Scott McTominay is a really, really, really good centre-mid. Why are you playing him at right centre-back in a three? Centre-back struggle to play in a three at a back. Yeah. Get better in there. Aye, get big better. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and obviously a lot of Hearts fans think fuck Scotland, fuck the SFA but I, I can't not care about it I, I just get invested yeah totally oh, same. Um, Paddy what did you think of Lyndon Dyke's performance obviously he didn't have too much going on his way but I thought he took his goal well I thought he took his goal really well but it's not like he was like the ball was being played into him all the time. We were we were awful. Like my biggest problem with this whole thing is I don't think this weekend the football should have even gone ahead. Like I just don't understand how there's internationals at the moment. Yeah, it seems it seems a bit stupid. I I thought Lyndon Dykes though played better in the first game against Israel. I thought he was great. I thought his hold up play was great. I thought his runs in the channel and his win free kicks get us up the park. But that didn't matter because we just give the ball right back to Israel and let them score. Hey. That's it. I mean, Dykes, Dykes did do really well. He's holding up, but the problem is he's holding up 35 yards from goal. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And, yeah. Right. Um, Jolly Jambo, you're a, a big a big Scotsman. <laughs> big follower of the, the Scottish footballing team. What's your thoughts of the weekend overall? It was abysmal, to be honest. You know, um, I, take, I take the points on board for the boys, but, you know, Maybe there shouldn't have been games and maybe we're out of system. But, you know, putting the jersey on for your national team in any sport should be an honour. And we seem to have forgot that in football. Christ, 
like the Scotland Dominoes team probably play with more enthusiasm than they boys. It's it's embarrassing. I think they should have a long hard look at themselves. Um, you know, they're different players for Scotland than they are for their clubs. And to me, that's a nonsense. You know, they, they, they turn up and they go through the motions. And, you know, you might say that well, they've not got the same surrounding cast around them at a national level, but you know, that's a bit of cop out for me. You know, this whole squad, these boys, they play Premier League football, they play in the Championship, and even the Celtic lot. I mean, they get twenty minutes in the Champions League every year, so they're all players <laughs> at the same level. <laughs> no. They do play at high levels and they might not have the surrounding cast, but the least we could do is play them in the fucking positions that they play in with these surrounding cast. Yeah. Yep. Forcing Robertson into a left wing back position is just not working. He's just not a left wing back. Just just gonna ask that. I mean what Hammy Simon, Paddy. What's your thoughts on the whole left back position here with Tierney Robertson, even Greg Taylor coming into the picture here? What what do you do if you've got all three in the squad? Play one of them. It's looking like you're going to have to play one of them. We can't play a back five. We don't. We don't have enough good centre backs to do that. With with Tierney doing so well at left centre back for Arsenal, is there not an option to play and Robertson to the left of him? I'd try it. There's there's no point in not trying it. But I think we we give Robertson the ball and we expect him to be like Bale is for Wales. Yeah. What Bale was for Wales, and we expect him to just conjure up some magic and get us out of jail. Yep. He doesn't even do that for Liverpool. He's got a good work rate and he's got a good cross. He's he also a really... left back. He's also a left back, yeah. yeah. Also, against Israel, like Tierney played left centre back then and it didn't work in that game. So, if that's what happened. I thought against... Tierney was all right. I thought Tierney was fairly solid, yeah. Yeah, it's just McTomney, not a centre back. Scott McKenna. Not a footballer. Not a footballer. <laughs> uh, not a footballer. Can't, I, I can't help but agree with that. He's just yeah. a big hoodie. Remember Aberdeen turned down £6 million for Scott McKenna? <laughs> <laughs> that is nuts. He's, there's, a, there's a player in Scott McKenna. He's just... Um, Somebody that he's eating. <laughs> <laughs> Scott McKenna's got ability. He's just yet to prove it on a consistent level. He's still young. He's never it's Charlie Mulgrew it. back in the squad. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> where's Charlie Mulgrew? Big chuck. On it, on it. He's doing punditry. Too busy. Keeping warm in the stands with five coats on. Um, Hammy, just to, to kind of look ahead for the Scotland team then. After what you've seen, where does your confidence lie looking ahead to that all-important Israel game? Um, if we are playing like we played there, I wouldn't. I don't know. For the Israel, I think it could be a bit of 50-50. I think we, we might be able to scrape past them. Uh, but there's at the same time, there's every chance they could genuinely come out and pump us. If we have to play Serbia or Norway... <laughs> Norway looks Imagine absolutely that. ridiculous. <laughs> like, Imagine Haaland up against Scott McKenna. He will nah. make him look like a little boy. <laughs> yeah. It's well, not like they didn't do that well last night either, Kenny. I know. <laughs> yeah. The girling is absolutely frightening, isn't it? And it's not just that, as they've got folk like Odegaard now who've come to the like front of everything and he can pass a ball through eye and needles, so they would tear us to pieces. Aye, and Berg on the wing. <laughs> do you not feel that Scary. Scotland sort of play at the level of the team they're playing against though? Yeah. Uh, they have I agree with that. First. Like Scotland sort of just match, match whoever they're playing, which is so frustrating. But 
Aye, like we draw with Israel or draw with the Faroe Islands and the yeah. week after go and nick a draw against France or beat yeah. them. Yeah. I think that fits with exactly what I was trying to say. So, you know, these boys turn up and they're not interested in these games, but a big game comes along, suddenly everybody wants to be in the squad. Aye. Like Hearts last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's worth worth noting um, Ollie McBurney as well. He can get to fuck. Yeah, I mean, I think Ollie McBurney seems like such a funny guy, and all his Rangers part is is quite interesting and funny as well. But the, he so he's pulled out and then ended up playing in a friendly for Sheffield. Was it not against us that he played it against, or was that after? No, it was the week no, after. Before. Yeah, ah, you can get to fuck, man. It's unbelievable. Um, so I, unless Clark said to him, listen, I'm going to be playing Dykes these two games, but surely Dykes would have said something to protect McBurney. You know, it's, something's dodgy there. But for me, McBurney can get fucked. fuck. I wouldn't care if he was never back in the Scotland squad again after doing that. Yeah, he's, he's not, it's not exactly like we're desperate for him to play. I think Lyndon Dykes against Israel, that's the, he's played better in that game than only McBurney's ever played for Scotland. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, uh, as you know, I'm ever the optimist. I do think we're, we're moving in the right direction. Let's not forget Scotland are unbeaten in five. If Dykes gets going and you've got John McGinn and you've got you know, McGregor, your Armstrongs, a hundred other good centre midfielders behind them, if Clark can get us playing, I think we could do, could do well here. That's our back. <laughs> That's our back. But we've got Norway. We're going to have Norway if we get past Israel. And that's going to be a big stone cold stunner. That's going to be it. Um, just finally, boys, um, Jolly, I'll ask you since you, you kind of touched on the, the 20 minutes of Champions League football, these boys get a season. Um, since we last recorded, Celtic were knocked out very early um, off the Champions League. Is it, is it a myth or not that that's bad for Scottish football? Um, Celtic or Rangers mainly getting knocked out from these competitions early on. I don't think it's a myth. I think it probably is bad for Scottish football, but it's whether or not you care about them. And I don't mind them getting put. <laughs> I think it's getting, I think yeah. it's absolute horseshit that it's bad for Scottish football. Yeah. I think great Celtic get what twenty five grand for uh, twenty five mil for making the group stages, and the trickle down effect is meant to benefit all clubs in Scotland because every other club gets about a hundred grand. Ah, right, great. Celtic got 25 mil. How is that making anything better for anyone else but Celtic? Yeah, agreed. I think that obviously the argument comes about coefficients, doesn't it? Uh, that's, well, that's then the if everyone else needs to do better. If Celtic just keep doing well, guess what? We get one Champions League qualifier. And that's been the case for the last, what, 10 years since Rangers stopped doing well in Europe? Well, since they went bust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Legends never die, Paddy. <laughs> just don't like zombies. Oh, Barry. You can have your Twitter on on private tomorrow morning, Barry. <laughs> oh, they can come at me. I need some form of like entertainment on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, and we'll now go over to Jolly to see what he's got to say this week. Ken, I just wanted to, you know, it was well on the back of what I said about the Scotland game and you know the effort I seen for the players. I, had I think to myself, and I wanted to put some questions to the group. You know, these questions are about some less timid Scots. You know, 
those that are a bit less single white pudding, they're you know, spicy jumbo haggis supper types, you know. <laughs> so I think without further ado, here we go with a segment I'd like to call Tatty Scorn or Tatty Bye Now. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Firstly, got two tag teams, two hardcore tag teams, right? Hell in the Cell match, weapons, the whole lot, right? So, you've got to put your money on one of them. And tag team one, right? They're handy with their cues, and they're certainly got balls, Stephen Hendry and John Higgins. <laughs> or, tag team number two. They've won a World Cup maybe recently in England, and they're always on point. Gary Anderson and Peter Wright. Oh, I think I've got to go Stephen Hendry good arch man yeah same him and the him, him and the wizard of Wishaw <laughs> I'm Peter going Gary Anderson <laughs> Peter Wright batters everyone for me Stephen Hendry <laughs> and, and John Higgins you've got to mind the, the two snooker players you know they're used to they, they can handle a cue this is a hardcore match <laughs> yeah, the darts players would just throw darts at them. I'd rather get a dart thrown at me than hit by a snooker cue, I think. Would you? Oh no. I think so, I We'll do that on the next podcast. <laughs> Coming to you live on video for the first time. <laughs> jackass. Mind everyone that started like their own wee jackass thing that was like that Scottish one. Alright. Or the Welsh one as well. Oh I know, but they were actually nuts. Right. All right. <laughs> That guy's like a vegan chef now on telly. Um, sorry, yeah, Jolly. We digress a little here. But <laughs> <laughs> back to the actual point, I think I'm going to... It seems like a bit of a tie there between you, as you know, you have got the darts on one side, the snooker on the other. For me, I'd much rather get hit clean with a snooker cue than I would with a dart. So there you go. Me too. Right. Secondly, who right. is Merlin? Right, deal Shove. then. Deal then. Right, you can throw a dart at me and I can hit you with a snooker cue. Ooh. <laughs> Simon, this is how it started between me and Jolly on Saturday. <laughs> See how Jolly throws as well? I'd definitely be up for seeing this. <laughs> is it a deal there, Jolly? I think that decides it. Snookers win. <laughs> no, that's me. I'll turn up. But you better not bring the snooker boys in a soak again. <laughs> well, that was just that was just Borstal <laughs> right can we go on to the second question here you've ruined the whole segment <laughs> so secondly who is more likely to shove their granny off a bus for a Scottish Cup winner's medal is it the, Wil- the milkman the milkman the milkman for Fountain Park Sean Connery or the red faced cycle for the Glasgow shipyards Alex Ferguson Ooh. Sean Connery I'd go with Sean Connery as well. For me, Jolly, it's Alex Ferguson. I reckon uh, he's that competitive. I think he outdoes Sean Connery for me. I think think I'd have to agree, Jarvie. I think uh, a man that's won as much as he has, you know, there's there's a ruthless streak there. Aye. He'd definitely shove his granny off a bus. So, aye, lastly, one of the, the biggest question of the three. Here we go. Which of these fiery redheads would you back in a Scotch pie-eating championship? <laughs> would it be the Queen of Hogmanay, Jackie Bird, or the Tory Slayer herself, Nicola Sturgeon? 
Oh, that's a tough one, that. It's got to be Jackie Bird. Jackie Bird. Jackie Bird. Aye. Although she is so thin. You see her on telly. I feel like she gets thinner every year. Thin, but Sturgeon's tiny. Aye. Jackie, she must look absolutely a Greg I'm going Jackie Bird. Jackie Bird. It's a really hard one, that. Oh, the the mind boggles. (laughs) I think we need to see it. I think you've got the element, you know, that uh, obviously Jackie Bird, Hogmanay every year, she must be used to a good buffet spread, probably be money pies there, so she'd play mm-hmm. practice. Oh, aye. Aye, she's oh, a good aye, that's traditional what I'm bird. They're both listening, <laughs> we should lay the challenge down to them. I'm think, sure they're uh, both avid listeners, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, uh, we'll take a clip of this, we'll put it on Twitter and we'll tweet them. Let's make it happen. <laughs> We've got a resounding, resounding answer for everybody there, so it's uh, Jackie Bird on the Scotch Pies. Aye, definitely. Yeah. Aye. Nicola Sturgeon, Jackie Bird's coming for you, brother. <laughs> Socially distanced pie-eating contest. <laughs> right in the middle of a pandemic, I'm sure she's got loads of time to do it. Aye. Well, thanks for that, gents. That clears up some mere nonsense questions for another week. Um, we'll be sure to come back with some mere. Thanks, Jolly. Love you. Uh, fa- thank you, Jolly. Really, really good stuff this week. Thank you. So, say thanks, everyone. Thanks, Jolly. Thank you. Well, here we are once again up on the UFO, hovering precisely one mile high over Slateford Road. And we've been scanning all over the United Kingdom this week, looking for the latest transfer news. And even over to Europe, Paddy's went for a wee... Uh, <laughs> A wee journey over to Italy to try and see what the fuck is going on with Aaron Hickey. Um, Simon, let's start with you and let's talk about Elliot Freer, who almost took as long as Aaron Hickey to finally decide to join us from the uh, the fantastic world of free agency after leaving Forest Green. Are you glad to see Freer over the line? Uh, once again, like usual, I have almost no opinion on Elliot Freer. Um, <laughs> We'll, we'll wait and see, but I'm not really enamoured about a free agent who was released from league, league. They were League Two when he played for them. Forest Green. I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, don't care. So I'm now. not really enamoured, but about a player who didn't have a club, played at a lower level than we would expect to be signing players for. What did he take like three months to decide? Uh, that's a bit embarrassing, Elliot. If we're being honest, like. I'm sorry, mate, but people were hardly clamouring for your signature. But prove me wrong. That's what. That's this is why we do this podcast. Wind yeah. them up. Prove us wrong. Right. Or force them out the door, and then we take <laughs> all the credit. <laughs> it's the carrot or the stick, right. <laughs> or both. And Elliot Elliot Freer is getting the stick. Right. Like like you say, Simon, he's there to prove himself now for us. I think it's a one-year deal. So if he performs well enough, he'll get himself a contract to play in the Scottish top flight. I do feel it's a depth signing, though. It's um, it's someone who'll just add a bit more to the squad in a position that we need. Cool. Mm-hmm. Robbie Nielsen trusts some. Right now, we've got no reason to distrust Robbie Nielsen's judgment. No, that's it. Um, moving on to a bit more of an exciting signing. Uh, Josh Ginley, a.k.a. Gino. 
um, is signed from on a permanent deal from Preston North End, where he spent last season on loan at Bristol Rovers. Um, Bristol fans seem to quite like him. He comes seems to come in with quite a decent reputation, um, and we've already seen, like we were saying at the start, seen a little bit of magic down the wing. Um, you excited to see what he can do? Yeah, um, I hope he is good because I feel like you, you get a bearing on um, what what teams thought about players coming coming on Twitter, and when you see them being linked, and you look at the comments, and generally they seem to be quite positive about him, saying that when he's on it, he's unplayable. There's always a reason players are signing for Hearts in this this situation. So I just hope he he is on it more than he's off it. Right. Exciting to see. Quite optimistic about him, but I always am. I feel like um, he could become like a bit of a fan favourite. Like he'll do loads of flicks and tricks. It'll be class to see, but yeah. might not actually be very good. John Louis Valois. No, he was class. Yeah, he was, he was class. class. He was a touch of class. He was. I, I, take I, him I, back. Just want, I just want to see a winger. I can beat the first man with a cross. Yeah, yeah, and not just not a lot to ask not, for. Not beat the first man and then just boot the ball against them. Hey, all the best to Callum Morrison at Falkirk. <laughs> <laughs> um, Simon, as our Portuguese correspondent, going to call you uh, this week. Machino has joined Rio Ave. Um, which is quite exciting. That's who you've went to see him play before, isn't it? No, it was um, Portimonense. Oh, my apologies. My <laughs> geography of uh, Portugal ain't the best. I'm more of a, a Spain man myself. My in-laws uh, will br- brutal me for pron- that pronunciation. Honestly, that was, <laughs> but it's, it's such a hard language to even start, so I'm not going to try. Uh, did you, what team did you say it was? Uh, <laughs> it wasn't who Ryan Gold was at last season. No, no, no. They're uh, a Premier League team. They did have Jackson Martinez, who looked like he was um, a bit out of shape. Oh. Who did he Port used to play? Portimonense. Portimonense. Okay. Okay. He used to play for Poro when they were really good. I mean Poro right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, but Machino. From what you've seen from Machino at Hearts, how far do you think he could go? I mean, obviously, he's got that deal at Man City. This is apparently a, a long-term loan deal, this two seasons, I believe. How far do you think Machino could go? Um, I don't think he'll ever play for the first team for Man City, but um, I think he had a great attitude. I think he, he constantly tried it at Hearts. And I think one of the, the things for him was it was very easy for Scottish defenders to just batter him and... And deal with him that way instead of actually going toe to toe one footballing wise. Yeah. Which is a fa- fair enough thing to do. If, if someone's better technically than you, just boot them. It seems to yeah. be what Scottish players do. I totally agree. A move from Machino to Scottish football was such a bad idea, and we only got yeah. him because Austin McPhee spoke, speaks Japanese. Yeah. Um, and I do, I do understand him coming up here and trying to get first team football, but you've seen at the end of it, I think it was just, I think Man City might have even been saying, do not get him injured, please. Probably. We'll see what happens to the young man's career. Um, Good luck, Tom. I liked him. Oh, he seemed like a decent wee guy. Um, Hammy, on the other end of the spectrum, in terms of careers, um, our podcast favourite, Malumbu, has rejoined Kilmarnock this week, ending <laughs> weeks of speculation 
um, <laughs> mainly by me wondering what he's up to and uh, why he's not signing for Hearts. <laughs> why was he not signing for Hearts? What is he up to? And he's he's fooled us all. He's rejoined Kilmarnock. What have you got to say about that? I'm actually pretty gutted. You you given it that much gusto that I really started to believe that he was actually going to sign for Hearts and <laughs> he was going to be in my starting eleven every week and. No, but I think going back to Kilmarnock, going to what he knows, you know, fair enough. Um, let's say he'll do well there. Killy are probably going to build a pretty decent team now. and ah, Good luck to him. I wish he was at Hearts. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I still can't believe he's, he's quite not coming to Hearts because it still would have made so much sense. A nice long pre-season, get himself back up to speed into that first team. Instead, he joins Kilmarnock, whose season's already started. I reckon it's going to take him a good while to, to get himself going again. Um, bye, good luck to him. <laughs> Keep an eye on me. Um, Hammy, I think you know what the next player is we're about to talk about. You you found a, a kind of cryptic message almost about an imminent transfer. Do you want to tell us about this? Aye. You've just—I actually forgot about this. There was this was a screenshot from uh, our very favourite um, Hearts Fora Jambos kickback, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. About uh, there was a new player coming in, and it said in it that it was a done deal, spelled D-U-N-N-E, as in Jimmy Dunn. Um, when that was last week, wasn't it? So yeah, just the yeah. I'm pretty day. sure the the post said it was going to be announced yesterday. All yesterday. right. Uh-huh. So still waiting on that one. Um, no way, kickback got something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> They're just crossing the T's and dotting the I's. It's a done deal. <laughs> Get it? A done deal. Um, that's right. It didn't actually say what done or who. You know, it could be anyone, but obviously, rich. Oh god. Uh, um, Richard Dunn. Obviously, we, we, you would assume it's going to be Jimmy Dunn. He's He's still at Burnley, who we just played um, in a training game. Um, he's he's never actually played for Burnley. He's always been on loan. Um, so another loan spell at Hearts. I would I would take him in an instant. He was brilliant when he played here. He only played twelve games, but he he would he would absolutely stroll the championship. Oh, and I, I think would, it would yeah. be good cover as well, especially with Suter out again. Really, we've got Halkett and Berra. Jimmy, I would, I'd play Jimmy Dunn in front of Berra, I think. Probably even Halkett, but... Jimmy Dunn would be far too good for the Scottish Championship. <laughs> I genuinely think if Burnley loan him to Hearts, it's a huge mistake for them. Like that's <laughs> definitely Burnley's just development. <laughs> Jimmy Dunn should come at Hearts and trade in me- mediocrity for immortality. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, but you see, if Jimmy Dunn happens, uh, like... You would hope we're not going to have to do a great deal of defending next season. We should really <laughs> just be passing the ball at the other the opponent's 18-yard box. But Jimmy Dunn, if he comes in, guarantee he'll be our defender of the season. Aye. Um, Aye, he was great. Um, if we manage to get Jimmy Dunn in on a permanent deal, because we don't know what the terms are from this uh, cryptic Jambles kickback post. Imagine if Jimmy Dunn comes in on like a three-year deal. That would be the signing of the bloody decade. Jarvie, I'm I'm sorry to break your heart, but yeah, it's yeah. not happening. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't think there's more of yeah, it's a load of shite. <laughs> 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 it's, it's not happening. 
Paddy, Simon's already explained to you, mate, on Jambo's kickback, someone said that it was a done deal, right? Um, Hammy, the last uh, last bit of news for yourself. Uh, this week, a trialist was on loan. Uh, there was a bit of confusion of who it actually was originally, um, and then it was discovered to be Jan Songo, um, who comes in with glowing references, a bit like Gino. Um, you were very excited about this once you had a look at his Wikipedia. <laughs> what have you got to say now you've had the, the dust settle on it all? Uh, again, if well, that's the thing. Because he plays a defender, if it's a toss-up between him and Jimmy Dunn, that's a tough He's one. mid, isn't he? Uh, he can be utilised as a defensive midfielder. He's six yeah. foot one, um, big laddie. What was he at Scunthorpe, I think? Plymouth played a lot against Plymouth. He was actually on loan at Ross County in 2014 as well. So, yeah. you know, I think we know he can do it in the the, the cold Tuesday nights up in Scotland. Um, played at the top level then. <laughs> Is that the not? Um, they were a quite decent team in 2014. Were that? Is that not like the kind of cup final bit for Ross County? You don't care. Don't care. Um, no, but he, he does. He seems to have a, a decent. He's had a decent career. Again, maybe not as good as Jimmy Dunn, but um, I would take him. He's played all over the world as well, so he's seen some shit. <laughs> Far across the sea. I'd welcome him at Hearts. Bit of experience. If he's a good guy, he could be exactly what we need. So apparently, he's done very well against St. Mirren. Very well. Oh, so just uh, I was reading there. He's actually scored against us. He scored against us in 2014. Really? So. Welcome there. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome <him>. back. Yeah, <laughs> man. Tell him that he's start. He's starting on minus one. Do we dip? Right, Paddy, as our European correspondent, Adam Hickey. What is going on? There's been breaking news in the last hour. Well, he said goodbye to Hearts, but um, this has been like watching paint dry, Jarvie, which is something you know about at the moment. <laughs> That's true. Um, apparently it's Bologna, but who knows? So this has been the most, this has been the most on, long-going, long-going transfer saga I've ever seen for a player leaving Hearts, hands down. Yeah, I think him. he's got to make it, the right decision. Yeah, yeah, that's what it shows to me. It shows to me that he's genuinely considering what his options are and thinking about his career. And um, it shows that he's got good good people around him and people giving him good advice. I'd hope this was the reason that this was the delay. I'd be pissed off if I was Bologna or a Bologna fan. Think how pissed off we are about Elliot Freer. I, but it's a bit different, isn't it? <laughs> they're they're spending money on them. Two million euros, I heard. Aye. Two Which million be... euros. And is it true that it's a, a loan and then potentially they're going to pay a loan fee and they'll be able to buy them as a free agent? I've so seen a lot. Like I've don't seen... actually get anything for them. I've seen a lot about that, but I don't know how true it is and how Celtic still won't get money for it. Because no, to be fair, Anne Bud should get a knighthood for that. <laughs> if, that's, if that's true, and it comes through that Celtic actually it was on the transfer fee, and we get a loan fee, and they can't actually legally get a thing, 
fucking rights you should get a knighthood. You know what happens in that situation, though? If Celtic take us to court, we get relegated again. Arbitration. <laughs> Arbitration. We get relegated to League One. Aye. <laughs> and then they get all the money from it. Yeah, the full loan to, fee. I hate to, to shit on your parade, but uh, my understanding is it's quite normal in Italy to do a loan, uh, an original loan, and then option to buy, or yeah, actually a, a kind of formal you have to buy them at the end of a loan period it must be yeah. a cash flow dodgy Italian cash flow thing um, so they signed Hickey at the end of the season um, but Celtic would still actually be entitled to their 30% cut which would work out as about I think it's about four or 500 grand which is sickening oh, they need it <laughs> they do I mean they never qualify for the Champions League it's a shame they've got new hotels to, bi- to build <sighs> oh. Oh, poor Celtic. Um, but yeah, I think... Um, so I'm right in saying, Paddy, Hickey's actually said farewell on Instagram this evening. He has, but he's not said who he's going to. Oh, is he not? So right, okay. he could just be going on his holidays. <laughs> he's just saying a big heart, heartfelt farewell because <laughs> he's going on holiday for a fortnight. But Which is actually probably going to be a month because he left to uh, self-isolate for two weeks when he comes back. That's right. So I'm on Aaron Hickey's Instagram. There's no Hearts Goodbye post. (gasps) Check this out. He's taking it down. Is it in his stories? There's nothing on his story. No. I wonder if that was a fake. Did no one check his Instagram? Did folks (laughs) just see that and just think, oh, that's real? So I've been busy painting. I, I, I don't, I have don't pay enough attention. I don't do the social media. <laughs> I forgot you were there, Jolly. I know, um, like see Jamie Walker and all that, the Verify the accounts had um, commented on it. So I'm assuming he's maybe released that a bit too early. Happens um, to the best of us. okay bye I'm sure next week we'll talk about him again (laughs) probably still not be over the line we'll see surely this time this is it all the best Um, uh, I really hope it works out for him apparently if he's going to belong he's guaranteed first team football in the Serie A which is really cool for a young Scotsman so I'll keep an eye on see it well I'm sure we'll all Keep an eye on him and see how he does over there. Um, speaking on more realistic incomings, Paddy, Lionel Messi <laughs> said this week <laughs> that he was leaving Barcelona. Um, you were you were very quick to say, in all honesty, that it was all just a power move and he was going to stay there. And it seems he is. Is that right? Yeah, unfortunately, he was in Edinburgh, but only <laughs> visiting to see the sights. Never at the Orium. <laughs> Quick snap of Greyfires, Bobby. You know who was in Edinburgh today? <laughs> Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury. Yeah. <laughs> not sure he's signing for Hearts either, though. I'd take him. Big target man up Stick front. Stick him at the back and up front. I definitely. <laughs> Heard he's going to shot El Cajones. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, Jolly, he was in Edinburgh looking for Drew McIntyre, one of your old uh, wrestling pals. Um, marching up the Royal Mail with a, a man with bagpipes. Looking Wrong for, fucking city, Tyson. Uh, looking for a man from Ayrshire who's in America, Aye. 
looking for <laughs> referring to him as I thought you were a man from the Highlands. Also, when he was doing that um, little speech on his video, the guy in the bagpipes was so much louder. I had to turn it up so loud just to hear Tyson Fury. And obviously it was just getting loud to the bagpipes. And I thought, this is badly done, man. <laughs> Should have got Padre McDonald on the head. Aye. <laughs> yeah, Tyson Fury, do anything for a, a bag of money, yeah? Um, <laughs> Speaking of players that would probably do anything for a bag of money, Mario Balotelli, Paddy, has he signed for anyone yet? Can no, we get him to hearts? Neither's Edison Cavani. I'm just saying. <laughs> he could be holding Listen, out for hearts it, to get those players Elliot off the book. fucking Freer doesn't want to come to hearts. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, but Cavani knows the history. <laughs> What's the link there like? <laughs> what? How does Cavani know the history? Because I just said research. Because <laughs> I just said he did. He's a big fan of McRae's Battalion. Exactly. Read, read the books like Perry Kitchen. Here it is. Um, I Balotelli's still out there. I'm just gonna say. Okay, so now go over to Hammy for out of context jumbles kickback. <laughs> Fuck away and don't talk a lot of shame. What have you got for us, Sammy? Well, sadly, um, Jamal Kickback's actually a bit quiet at the moment because, well, there's literally nothing happening at Hearts. So I stumbled across the main stand thread. Now, this, this thread has been going on for years. Essentially, people just moaning about the new main stand and moaning about the old stand. And it got a bit heated on Sunday night. Obviously, nothing better to do. They were talking about the maintenance that the old stand was costing. Apparently, it was upwards of 500 grand a year. Now, somebody came in with a truth arrow here and said the maintenance of the new stand costs more than the old. Um, not surprising, because there's a lot more of it. Um, they also said it needed replacing, calling the old stand a death trap and a shite hole is a bit over the top. And <laughs> I would tend to agree, if I'm honest with you, albeit it did need replaced. Five, so the new stand is costing over 500 grand a year maintenance. Now, when you compare it to the old stand, it's probably, that's, that makes sense to me, seeing as the new stand's got like actual working toilets and electricity and lifts and things like that. It doesn't half have electricity. Like, it's got that big <laughs> bloody badge lit up every single day, 24-7, <laughs> blazing out across Gorgie. Pine Lake and the stadium's not been open for months. It's ridiculous. <laughs> exactly. A lucky bill on this stand must be huge. But if they're on motion sensors and LEDs, wouldn't it be that bad? Motion sensors. So it goes on every time you walk up to the stadium. Well, the, 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 the big main badge is definitely just on twenty four seven, which is ridiculous. Staff cuts, redundancies, and the big light still burnt on. The big coast must stay open. No very environmentally friendly anyway. No, it's not. I'd, I'd like to see a document with the, the maintenance separated from the upkeep and see. Would you? That'd be really exciting, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I would That's my kind of reading. That's my kind of reading. Um, 500 grand still seems like a lot to me, but I like you say, Hammy, it's bigger. There's more. It's actually got working parts. So what you've got to remember as well that we... 
we can actually earn some money at the new stand now as well with the suites and the offices and things. So hopefully it will pay for itself, but you never know. You never know. Let's not forget Jason Cummings was making inquiries just a couple of weeks ago about booking that function suite. So That's, that's a very good turns point. Out, turns out it was just help out to you, or you to help out. <laughs> he was just trying to book a table. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Cummings was meant to be coming to Hearts. Every transfer window, every bloody transfer window until Jason's coming, 35, and then he'll finally be GC35 and retired. (laughs) I reckon he does go to hearts at one point, but. Next, January. We'll get him in January, boys. Well, that's all we have time for today. Many thanks to the boys, even Jolly Jambo, after our wrestling match on Saturday for your time this week. A special thanks to Padman Scoop Productions for his editing and producing time. If you would like to follow us on the social medias, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at hearts underscore podcast. And if you'd like to send us an email for some reason, it's heartspodcast at gmail.com. Stay tuned as coming up in just three weeks time, we have a special guest joining us on the show. We're very excited to bring that to your ears. So until next time. Hearts European goal scorer. Oh, there's a teaser for you. So until next time, keep your ear to the ground. Wash your hands full of hearts. We'll see you again soon. Thank you.